Hello, welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast. Along the way, there'll always be games and jokes, but mainly this is serious history. Well, as serious as me and Gribbing get. Hello and welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast, episode... 15. Oh, 15, okay. 15. Um, today we're going to be looking at the Reichstag fire, seeing as we are in Berlin at this very moment. Indeed, and yeah, we're just going to soak up the atmosphere. So... As part of our visit, totally selling this trip for future students, but also reminiscing with those people who are here with us, the Reichstag is part of the tour, right, Miss? Absolutely. So we get to go around the Reichstag and we get to look at the old bit and we get to look at the new bit and we get to look at all the Russian graffiti that's drawn on the walls after they stormed in at the end of the Second World War and took what, control. Why does it have to have new bits? What happened to the Reichstag? Well, kids, <gasps> <laughs> there was a fire called the Reichstag fire. Shall we find out more about it? Absolutely. So, if you don't know what Reichstag means, it is German for Parliament. It is their Parliament building, uh, and it's the symbol of democracy. After Germany becomes a republic, this is the place where decisions for the country are made. Um, at the time of the fire, uh, there were due to be elections in Germany, uh, and Hitler was aiming for 50% of the votes so that he didn't have to work with the other political parties anymore. Uh, they didn't actually get 50% of the vote. I think they got something like... They got 43.9% of the vote. So close, but not quite 50%. No cigar. Yeah. Um, but the election that was supposed to take place in March was not sabotaged, but certainly altered by the fact that the, the hashtag had burnt down. Yeah. yeah. 27th of February, the building, the symbol of democracy has gone. And the question that everyone's asking, including the Nazis, is who was responsible? So there's lots of discussion and debate about who was actually responsible for the Reichstag fire. Now there is, but at the time, it yeah. was very clear. Yeah. Um, at the time... They, it was Guy Fawkes. <laughs> at the time, they found a young communist called uh, Marinus van der Lubbe, um, who was arrested at the Reichstag, carrying matches and fire lighters. Case very closed. convincing evidence. Yeah. So he'd been caught red-handed and he did confess. However, his story didn't convince everyone and Hitler and Goering didn't believe he'd acted alone. They declared that it was part of a communist plot to overthrow democracy and leading communists were then therefore put into prison or dealt yeah. with in other ways. And when you put it into the context of the time period, what the Nazis were saying made sense. Russia has very recently undergone a communist revolution. They attacked buildings such as palaces and government buildings. It makes sense that the communists in Germany would do the same thing. This guy is a communist. He is just the the stooge who the party have used. I mean, kids, crime and punishment. Just think Guy Fawkes spent time in Holland, ended up trying to destroy Parliament. There's form for this sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not saying that Dutch people are terrorists, by the way. <laughs> However, there are now debates over whether Van der Lubbe was uh, actually responsible or whether he was sort of put up to it or the Nazis were involved. Yeah. Um, did it require more than one person to set light to so many fires? Because it wasn't just one fire that was started. So did he act alone? Indeed. Some, some people have said that um, leading Nazis like Goebbels and Goering were involved in sort of like a plot, a scheme to set up this excuse to pers uh, persecute um, communists. Yeah, there's a trial, isn't that? After the um, Second World War, in the Nuremberg War Trials, uh, General Holder says, uh, on the occasion of a lunch of the Führer's birthday in 43, the people around the Führer turned the conversation to the Reichstag building. 
and its artistic value. And this guy says that he heard with his own ears how Gerwin broke into conversation and shouted, the only one who really knows about the Reichstag is I, for I set fire to it. Yeah, so there's uh, there's there's evidence that suggests that Goering was involved, but how far can we trust we'll the know. evidence? Yeah. We will never know. Um, the important thing is the consequences of the Reichstag fire, and it's the fact that this allows the Nazis to really start gearing up the idea of a police state. Yeah, so immediately following the uh, Reichstag fire, uh, Hitler declares... Um, uh, a decree for the protection of the people and the state, uh, which basically removes civil liberties of any kind um, and the sort of democratic process. Um, it dispenses with all constitutional pr- protection, personal and property rights. Um, and then they have another election. Well, no, then they have the 1933 yeah. election, which the Nazis lose. Well, they'll lose, don't lose win, they but don't get the don't Nazis get they want. Yeah. Uh, so the 1933 election, they don't get the 50% that they need. They only get 43.9%. But then they open up concentration camps. All of a sudden, communists are arrested as being enemies of the state. And that starts to shift the balance of power. So once Dachau's open, mm-hmm. suddenly there's less communists to vote for because they're all in prison. And how does the next election go? Uh, <laughs> the Nazis win the next really? one. Really? <laughs> um but in between times, the Nazis are also able to persuade the Reichstag to pass uh, the Enabling Act in March yeah. of the same year, um, whereby all the legislative lawmaking powers are transferred to the Reich Cabinet. Okay, so that means that the Nazis basically have the right to make any and all laws that they want without consulting the Reichstag. And when you couple that with the Night of the Long Knives, where some of the leading political... Uh, members of the other parties disappear, um, are assassinated, that cabinet really does become focused on the Nazis. Yeah, and um, it basically starts the ball rolling for Hitler to become a dictator. The Reichstag fire is sort of the first step on the ladder that um, sees Hitler become Fuhrer, basically. Yeah. Two truths, one lie. I'm ready, Gribbin. Two truths, one lie. Okay, we'll test you. So, um, yeah, I've got two truths and one lie to test Mr Howarth. You're so organised in bringing this with you on the trip. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm very organised. I um, wondered why you had that massive copy of Mein Kampf in your hand on his back. <laughs> oh, dear. I was half an hour at the airport when I get back. <laughs> okay, fact number one. Um, we've actually already spoken about this, um, but uh, the Reichstag uh, fire led to the beginning of Hitler's dictatorship. On February 28, 1933, the day after the fire, um, this began with the enactment of the decree for the protection of the people of the state, which dispensed with all constitutional protection of political, personal and property rights. Though the ensuing elections still did not give the Nazis an outright majority, they were able to persuade the Reichstag to pass an enabling act whereby all its legislative powers were transferred to the Reich cabinet by a vote of 444 to 94, so sanctioning Hitler's dictatorship. I'm pretty sure that's true, but I'm still wary. Some mm. of those stats sounded incredibly high. Okay. Um, fact number two is um, Joseph Goebbels... 
uh, devised the scheme whereby 10 agents led by Karl Ernst were to gain access to the Reichstag through a tunnel leading from the official residence of Hermann Goering, Reichstag president and Hitler's chief minister, who was then to conduct an official investigation which would fix responsibility for fire onto the communists. Hmm. I feel like I've heard that that is a possible scenario. Okay. And the third fact is, uh, in the uh, following arson trial, van der Lubbe was convicted of treason and executed by guillotine in January 1934. Old school. Uh, also tried in connection with the fire were Ernst Torgler, the chairman of the Communist Party. What a name. Um, yeah, and three Bulgarian communists, wait for these ones, uh, Simon Popov, uh, Vasily Tanev and Georgi Dimitrov, uh, Dimitrov, in particular, won international fame for his fearless and skilled defence against Nazi prosecutors. All four of the accused communists were acquitted because of lack of evidence. Oh, so Lube executed them acquitted. Mm. Mm. What are you going to go for? So, to recap, we've got the fact that it um, ushers in Nazi control. The fact that it was... The Nazis through a secret tunnel. You see, they found a secret tunnel in the uh, British Houses of Parliament last week. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did. I saw that on the news. Yeah. They, um, they were like repairing panelling, didn't mm. weren't they? And they spotted a keyhole and it turned out to be a, a passage. That Where to? Probably, well, it, it moved between the banqueting house that Charles II had um, refurbished and the Houses of Parliament. So, like, really famous people would have used it in the past and they just thought it was an electricity cupboard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, secret tunnel Or the fact that Other than van der Lubbe getting his noggin chopped off The rest were acquitted I'm going to say that's a lie I think they were all executed False, that oh. is not Okay, the, uh, van der Lubbe was executed All the rest were acquitted Because there was lack of evidence wow. I mean, they caught him They caught van der Lubbe with matches and firelighters in his hands And yeah. he confessed um, The lie actually is technically A non-truth Okay. If you see what I mean. Because it's never actually been proven. Oh, I got caught out by that again. Oh. <laughs> it's never been proven that Goebbels and Goering were directly involved. There's lots of theories about it. I do love my conspiracy theories. Yeah, uh, and there's um, there's a a theory that some people have claimed that um, Marinus van der Lubbe was brought to the scene of the crime by Nazi oh. agents. Um, there's no proof of Nazi complicity in the crime, but the Hitler merely cap- capitalised on van der Lubbe's independent act so that is technically the lie because there's no proof well played well played i mean I interest you did you do <laughs> interesting the guillotine was the main method of execution in nazi germany wasn't it for oh. political prisoners it the country and period in time when the guillotine was used the most everyone always thinks french revolution. revolution it's actually nazi germany it's the it's the most humane way to uh execute someone isn't it and it's really efficient because you can yeah. keep reusing the same thing yeah. you just need a sharpener yeah, because like execution by decapitation via like axe takes about Messy. four or five blows, doesn't it? And guns, you're wasting ammunition, and yeah. also there's a psychological effect if somebody pulls the trigger. Whereas guillotine, it's oh yeah, nobody has to like physically uh, execute uh, someone. You can do it all hands free. Here's for the guillotine. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chop chop. Tech, tech, technique time. So, 
as Miss Gribbin prepares to read the uh, source, we're going to do the inferences question. It's the first question on the exam paper, and it says, give two inferences from source A. You have to read the source, pick out a detail uh, in the source, uh, and what you can infer from it. Okay, so the source is actually source A in the book. We're going to yeah. go with source A. Um, this is from a British journalist uh, who was an eyewitness to Goering and Hitler's reactions. And he says, After about 20 minutes of fascinated watching, I suddenly saw the famous black motor car of Adolf Hitler slide past, followed by another car containing his personal bodyguard. I rushed after them and was just in time to attach myself to the fringe of Hitler's party as they entered the Reichstag. Captain Goering, his right-hand man, joined us in the lobby. He had a flushed and excited face. This undoubtedly is the work of the communists, Herr Chancellor, he said. A number of communist deputies were present here in the Reichstag 20 minutes before the fire broke out. We have succeeded in arresting one of the arsonists. Ooh. So the question will always say, give two inferences and in relation to an inquiry. So it might be, give two inferences in relation to the causes of the Reichstag fire. So from that, you could say... Uh, one inference I can make is that the Nazis were pleased to um, have uh, suspects um, already at hand. And then you could say um, that, uh, in quotation marks, make sure you use quotation marks, he had a flush and excited face, because that is where you're inferring the fact that they were uh, happy about potentially having suspects. Then you'd have to give a second one, you might say, uh, about the fact that um, the Nazis were convinced that the communists were involved. And then you can quote the bit where it says, a number of communist deputies were present here at the Reichstag 20 minutes before the fibro account. We've succeeded in arresting one of the arsonists. So it's just a case of, and I always say to my class, it's almost worth doing it in reverse order. Pick yeah. a quotation, infer something from it, but fill it in in the right gaps. Yeah. It's a very straightforward question. should only be about four or five minutes. Try and aim for four because it'll yeah. give you a little bit of extra time elsewhere. Where else can I go? So, where else can you go? Reichstag fire appears in the Hitler, the um, Rise of Evil, the the one with Robbie, not Robbie Coltrane, <laughs> Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Oh, that would have been, he would have made an excellent Hitler when he no, was a bit too, younger. Too far. Oh, not when he was younger, though. He'd made a good Goering. You're right. Mm. Coltrane's going. But anyway, that's got a big part on the Reichstag fire in it. You've also got the Hitler Circle of Evil again on Netflix. There's a cracking episode where it talks about how the, the fire is used for consolidating power. Um, there's some good BBC clips on um, Bite Size, which talk about the steps between chancellorship and dictator, which talk about the Reichstag fire. Is there anything else where you can find out about the Reichstag fire? Other than... Revision guides. Revision guides. Come with <laughs> us on the trip like these kids have done. Yeah. They're enjoying it. <laughs> What's the difference between a regular army and an SA unit? I don't know. What is the difference between a regular army and an SA unit? In the army, they say, ready, get set, fire. In the SA, they say, get ready and set fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my one is uh, What do you get for new jokes? What do you get for new jokes? Three months in Dachau <laughs> oh. The Nazis didn't like jokes No, no. sense of humour No jokes about them anyway Well, yeah, yeah. So, can try and get another episode in while we're over here? Yeah, well, I think next episode we're going to do the Berlin Wall From the Berlin Wall Let's do it Oh, so, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Check it. The kids are still okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's goodbye from her. Goodbye from him. I realize I'm waving. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>